the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm John Hall. It is great to be with you today. The program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. And joining us from City Mission is Dean Gartland. Dean is the president and the CEO of City Mission. Dean, friend, it is always good to check in with you and get an update on the work that City Mission is doing in Washington. How are you today? Uh, Very good, John, and thank you for having me. Always good. So, Dean, um, I, I want to go back and, and start from the very beginning about City Mission, because, of course, when you, you talk about the work that people do for the homeless population or the addicted population, uh, there's a lot of different um, uh, fabric and texture about that. And, of course, the work that you've done, I think it's been 80 years in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, it really is powerful stuff. But for people who are unaware of the City Mission, Let's go and sort of set the standard and tell us the story of where you started from and where you are now. Well, the city mission started way back in 1941 and uh, with a local uh, pastor business slash businessman by the name of Bert McCoslin. And uh, Reverend McCoslin, uh, as the story goes, uh, uh, seen a, you know, a person being put out of a local pub uh, and put onto the street, and the person didn't have anywhere to go. And, and here in Washington, there was a, a train that used to go through uh, here, um, and a lot of the back then they called hobos. Uh, they would ride that train, and then uh, many of them would get off here in Washington, and and then catch that train again and, and leave. But the, the so the mission saw so this pastor saw that this need here in Washington to to meet the needs of people just like this person that got put out of this uh, uh, bar and and needed a place to go, and he was an alcoholic and needed help. And so uh, that is how the city mission kind of the very first things that started to happen. It started off as a soup kitchen, and then the the, uh, Reverend McCausland then added uh, a shelter, a a small shelter to that operation. And then it has expanded over the years. Um, And then in in the uh, uh, 1980s, they also opened a a shelter for women and uh, women and children. So and, and from there, it continues to grow. And today, uh, here we are today. We have uh, four shelters, one for men, uh, one for single women without children, a uh, shelter for women with children, and a shelter for homeless veterans. And so uh, you can't really uh, do a whole lot when people are homeless and hungry. Uh, they're not going to hear you and hear the gospel and hear the message of, uh, of of Jesus Christ until you have met some of their most basic needs. And so everything starts with a food and shelter uh, for put people who are coming to us for help. And so we want to make sure that shelter is secure and and that they have adequate food in order to be able uh, to meet those most immediate needs. And so, but from there, it goes further. And so we. 
also operate a uh, career training and education center where people can get their ID, they can get their Social Security card, uh, they can get their medical assistance card uh, if necessary, and, and uh, they can get their birth certificate if they, if they need it, because no one's going to get a job unless you know you have uh, official identification and so we have a center here that helps people get their identification so they can begin that process of uh, preparing for a job but we feed every day so we're doing breakfast lunch and dinner for our residents but we also do breakfast lunch and dinner for the street homeless those that are still unsheltered uh, for others in the community that are struggling to make ends meet uh, so they are able to come to the mission to eat however during this pandemic, uh, we have limited the entrance coming into the facility, but we have continued to provide food uh, by uh, clamshell uh, containers that we give out food uh, every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so nobody's missing a meal. Um, but we also have the uh, uh, food pantry that we serve the uh, what they call the marginally uh, uh, homeless, those that are, that are living, have an apartment. They may have a, a substandard job. They might just be making ends meet, but they still need a little bit of more support so they don't become homeless. Uh, and so we do provide food, food pantry items uh, for our residents in the community. Uh, we operate seven thrift stores throughout the two, three counties. Uh, that helps supply, you know, low-cost items to those communities, but also it's a revenue source for the mission. Uh, we recycle clothes, shoes, cardboard as another means of trying to generate funds to help uh, su do, support what we do. And uh, we also have a medical clinic on sta on, right on site here. So to all the residents that come here to the mission have an opportunity to get a physical assessment, and things that they've let go for years and years uh, physically, they're able to get those things addressed, uh, as well as their dental uh, issues as well. And so uh, the, the city mission here in Washington is what I call a full-service mission. Uh, so it's not just food and shelter, but it has all of the other components necessary to help a person move to a life of independence. Wow. That's Dean Gartland. Dean is the president and the CEO of City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean, I mean, just to hear that litany roll off your tongue, uh, this and that and these services and these people and the community and the marginalized and the, uh, all that. I mean, an awful lot of people, young and old, men and women, babies and little kids, a lot of people are depending upon you, aren't they? Well, they are, and that's uh, one of the critical uh, elements, particularly now as uh, we are, you know, meandering and, and finding our way through this pandemic, um, trying to make sure that those needs continue to uh, get met, and because people's uh, issues are still are still the same. Uh, those that were hungry before the pandemic are hungry still. Uh, those that need shelter need it now. Uh, so. We are uh, extremely grateful, obviously, to all of our donors and businesses and churches uh, who, you know, continue to support the city mission, ensuring that these services remain a part of this community in order to make sure that those folks that need these, these uh, services can access them. Hey, thanks for being with us today. This is Bisberg, and I'm John Hall. We're talking with Dean Gartland. Dean joins us from the City Mission. If you're interested, as you hear Dean and the work that City's doing, and you think, uh, I could help, 
won't you look at City Mission online at citymission.org, citymission.org. You'll see their website and, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, there it is in in full display, the work that Dean is just describing right now, it's on the web. It's citymission.org or even more uh, immediate if you want to call City Mission, whether you're looking for help or you can volunteer in any way, financially or with muscle or prayer, 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530 is the number to call City Mission. Of course, online at citymission.org. Well, Dean, uh, let's talk about the, the situation. Of course, you know, I've got a friend who says COVID ruins everything. And mm. there you are, you're, you know, in the business of bringing life and vitality, spiritual health back to people, but everything's shut down. I mean, you know, uh, we're on a standstill and it's hard to say when the country and the world is going to click into another gear and we'll get back to what we used to consider normal. So mm-hmm. what does COVID-19 look for City Mission? Because job training's got to be different and the number of people who are homeless, people who are just on the fringes, that's had to increase in your life. Well, this is interesting because this is uh, um, some of the impact that it's had on us. So in other words, like even with our volunteers, and so back in March when you know the governor shut down all the non-essential uh, businesses and so forth. I mean, we had to shut down our seven thrift sh- thrift shops, and uh, um, and you know, and unfortunately, I had to uh, lay off uh, quite a number of people, about 58 people from our thrift shops who who, who worked there. So that was a pretty devastating uh, time for us to be have to do, make that kind of a decision. Uh, and so we didn't know exactly what how we were going to move forward because we still had leases to pay on these stores that we operate and utilities and other uh, costs that were involved in this. And so we were kind of at the, our backs against the wall here with with that particular situation. But um, uh, fortunately for us, we were able to, uh, when they, the government came out with the uh, payroll protection plan, uh, we were able to apply for that and, and were approved. And so we were able then, and after two months of being closed, we're able to uh, call all of our employees back and uh, call them back to work. And then when uh, we were able to open our stores again, once the governor was able to lift that restriction, our stores then uh, were, were, were able to open. And so uh, it's still been a little bit, uh, people are still hesitant about, you know, shopping or going to the retail outlets somewhat. Um, but we're very grateful that we were able to actually open our stores back up again and, and, and begin to continue to provide low-cost items in these communities where our stores are located. Um, but it's also impacted us in other ways. So uh, we had to slow down our intake process for people coming into the program because uh, we would be considered similar to what uh, like a nursing home uh, would be considered. So you get a case of uh, COVID-19 in our campus, I mean, it would lock everything down here uh, mm-hmm. for our residents and our staff. And so we've been, we put a lot of measures in place. We actually started um, formulating this plan back in February when we first heard that this uh, virus, the potential uh, um, destructiveness of this uh, virus that was coming. And so we were preparing way back then uh, prior to them, the governor shutting everything down. But so we implemented a number of um, uh, precautionary measures. Uh, we slowed down our intake process. 
Uh, we uh, had all of our residents had to stay on campus. We didn't let anyone leave. Uh, we had to have all of our services, like the NA or AA meeting, had to be on site so that for our residents to be able to have access to that. Uh, they couldn't go off the, off, uh, the campus uh, to attend outside meetings. Uh, we uh, also had to find an area that we were going to have to quarantine somebody if somebody did come and had a uh, was positive for COVID-19. So we established a quarantine area just in case that, that uh, would happen. We had to put in some uh, additional protocols for uh, volunteers. We put our volunteers on pause for a while. We have just recently uh, started accepting volunteers again, uh, but, you know, we have some protocols. We've got to ask the questions. You know, where have you been? Have you traveled outside the state? All these various things in order to ensure that, may, you know, to keep our uh, staff and our residents safe. We do have people on our campus uh, that aren't not physically well, so um, contracting this virus could have a very devastating impact on those with underlying health conditions, so uh, we've taken extra precautions to ensure their safety. Uh, we've mandated masks on our campus for uh, any time you're around people on our campus. You have to be wearing a mask. Um, if somebody has COPD, uh, and can't wear a mask, then they need to socially make sure they're socially distancing themselves from others. And our staff know who they are, so they make sure that that's happening, they, they, that they're not in close contact with others. Uh, so this has been a – we've had to uh, halt and put on pause churches coming to do services uh, at our facility, so we had to reduce the number of large groups of people. So this has had quite a um, quite an impact on just our daily day operations, and uh, boy, I will tell you what, it'll be uh, we're really we're praying for that vaccine to come through soon. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, heck, I mean, talk about you know strictures on the work that you do. It's like a huge gate has gone down. So I don't know how you know. So in the midst of it all, have you had an outbreak or have you been okay? No, we've been okay. We have not had any positive cases on wow. our campus. We've had uh, several people that have um, been tested because of symptoms of, you know, they had a sure. cold or uh, flu-like symptoms, and we've sent them uh, to be tested, and uh, everything so far has been negative. And so all the things we put in place uh, are working, and so our uh, our staff, our residents at this moment are 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 clear and and Excellent. clean from this virus so we're very grateful very good dean gartland's with us from city mission you're listening to bisberg and i'm john hall city mission you want to check out online it's citymission.org citymission.org or you want to call 724-222-8530 724-222-8530 dean uh now city mission in washington pennsylvania uh you know we've talked about this in the past um you know, the homeless population is not like in the city of Pittsburgh in some ways. You know, there's very few people that are living under bridges. You've got people living in encampments, you know, out in the woods somewhere. So talk about that. Now that the weather's about to change, it, it disrupts that sort of way of life. And people are looking, especially with frigid temperatures about to be here in a month or so. Um, city Mission's also going to click into another gear with the COVID overlay. 
Yeah, this is another one of those situations where, you know, we got to really bear down and think this through because, you know, every year we operate a cold weather shelter uh, for uh, homeless uh, people living out in the out in the, the wooded areas. And uh, they make their way here to the mission during the winter months. Uh, looking for just for some, some, you know, to get out of the the cold weather. So, but don't necessarily want our program. But they just they they but they need uh, the the warmth of the shelter. And so, we're really thinking that through and how we're going to roll that out um, amongst the homeless population. But interestingly, uh, the homeless population hasn't had a high incidence of uh, infection, and so. Uh, which is which is interesting that they it is surprising. You think they'd be prime, yeah. right? Yes, you would think because they of the fact that they don't really take care of themselves physically and, and they have other 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 underlying medical conditions, but it hasn't impacted them as much as we had thought. But but as it did in nursing homes um, around the area, so. Um, so we are very vigilant about the fact of trying to make sure that we protect those that are here uh, on our campus and our staff, but we also know that we are not going to turn people away uh, simply because of the virus. So we are uh, going to move forward and, and help as many of those folks as we can. But here's another piece of this puzzle, which is interesting, another aspect of this. Many of the homeless, um, even throughout our region here, um, and, and uh, I'm sure in, it is in Pittsburgh as well, but they, they're couch surfers. And so they don't have a place to go, but then they're jumping from friend to friend, couch to couch, and kind of surfing around. And with the fact that the evictions have been limited, obviously, or, or halted, uh, some of some folks who have would normally be evicted from their apartment, and I, uh, and many of the folks that I've had on our show, on this program that you've interviewed, John, have said you know they've been evicted from their apartment, they lost their job, they couldn't pay their rent, got evicted, and so that uh, opened the door for them to have to come to the city mission. Well, that isn't happening because uh, you know evictions are on hold, and so Good. some Good. people who have <laughs> not paid their rent. Uh, are still living in their apartments, and so they're still uh, using drugs or alcohol or whatever it is that's caused them to lose their job or, or what have you. And so uh, there's been a very limited amount of folks coming that normally come uh, in a high degree to us. Wow. So another piece of the puzzle in a you know completely evolving, complex issue. Uh, and to be honest, Dean, you know, you, you don't think about this unless you're you or someone on your staff who's living this day to day. You know, the common person, myself, our listeners, it's not something you consider. Talk about that. I mean, you know, when you say, you know, you, you get together and it's another problem. Uh, I'm sure that COVID and your staff, they've already had these big, beautiful hearts because they find themselves, you know, drawn to this profession and this work and the gospel of Christ in the midst of all this. What is your staff like now? I mean, this is, you know, it's the front lines of trial by fire. You essentially are first responders. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that has been a, uh, I can't speak, uh, say, speak more highly of our staff and their commitment and uh, uh, to the cause of Christ and to our residents uh, here at City Mission because they have, uh, uh, some could have, I mean, they could have easily said, you know what? I can't be here. I, you know, I, I don't want to catch this virus, and so I'm not going to be uh, uh, putting myself at risk for this and 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 taking a layoff or what have you. 
Yeah. Nobody did that. They wow. all were very committed. They were dedicated uh, to stay and fight the good fight and protect our residents and, and uh, each other. And so they have done an, an unbelievable and outstanding job uh, of working in a situation that, boy, it, it was so uncertain because of so much of the information that was circulating was changing so often, you know, about how you can contract it. Uh, how it's how it's uh, you know transmitted. It was just uh, you know a very confusing time. But our our staff um, and uh, uh, just committed themselves to to. They knew that Jesus called them to do this, and so uh, they were trusting God to protect them. We're talking about City Mission with Dean Gartland. This is Bisberg. Look online. It's City Mission, their website, citymission.org. It really is fascinating to see how an organization is helping the most vulnerable people on the far fringes, citymission.org, or you want to call right now, 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. Dean, speaking of the most vulnerable, I mean, even as we speak, you've got women and their children who are part of the City Mission work. Talk about what's that like. I mean, little kids at the mission, while they're, you know, their mom or their dad are in recovery, that's also very fragile, isn't it? It is. And the, uh, again, it's a, when you see these little kids wearing these masks, you know, it, it's one thing that it's it, 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 all by itself, the fact that they're even at a shelter in the first place. Right. You know, so you, you have a little kids that have to be at a shelter and living here. Um, and now you have this uh, um, virus, this COVID-19 impacting the school system and, and every and every aspect of life. And now they got to wear a mask on top of of everything else. And so it's it's been a um, it's been a challenge. But uh, I, again, the the moms and their kids have been uh, adjusting to the new uh, uh, to the new normal, I guess you would say. Um, the and so they uh, the kids that are of school age i mean they they are participating in schools many of the kids that we had here that were of school age when all the schools were shut down our staff came in and we and they did education here i mean we were doing uh their education right on site here while the schools were all closed uh, in order to make sure the kids were getting uh, some of their education and so that was a another remarkable uh, effort by our staff to ensure that the kids that uh, needed uh, some basic education were getting it. Wow. Uh, Dean, well, we just got a few minutes left, and I, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. But, you know, as people are listening right now, um, uh, I'm sure hearts are turned towards the work you're, that you're doing because your church, your ministry, helping the most vulnerable. And always, of course, you, you could use a hand. So what kind of a hand do you need? I mean, there's a lot of different things that people can do if they're out there and they think, yeah, let me be some resource. What can people do to help City Mission during this time? Well, obviously, one of the first things I, I ask people to do, please pray for us, because this is not, we, we believe in prayer. We believe that God hears and answers prayer. And so we're asking people to please uh, lift a city mission up in prayer. Please uh, pray for our staff. Pray, pray for our residents, for their safety and for their health and well-being. 
uh, going through this challenging time, uh, as it, it's challenging enough all by itself, uh, putting a, this uh, pandemic on top of this has made it even that much more challenging. But the uh, people have been responding, they have been making the adjustments, and it's been a quite uh, a journey just to be able to watch this as it unfolds. Uh, but God has been been good to us in that way. Uh, obviously, uh, we can certainly use or continued uh, financial support. I know sometimes people think that you know. Well, you know, you, if you're able to get that the payroll protection uh, plan dollars, maybe that was sufficient, but it isn't. Uh, it takes care of a certain element and certain aspect of our work. So uh, people who may be uh, looking to help support an organization, uh, I would uh, trust that hopefully they'll consider City Mission uh, as a, uh, a place to be able to put their dollars and, and know that they're going for a great and great cause and good work. Um, and even volunteering, those who would like to volunteer, we do have a limited uh, number of spots for people to volunteer, uh, but we are starting to open that up more and more uh, for more volunteers to come back to the mission. And again, there are some protocols that people will have to follow in order to become a volunteer uh, or, or have been a volunteer and want to come back. Um, so we're looking for volunteers, again, for our kitchen, help serve meals, uh, in our stores to help work with uh, within our stores as well. So um, people can volunteer, uh, they can obviously pray, they can uh, give financially, and uh, obviously they can donate to our stores as well, clothing, shoes, furniture. Uh, we would be glad to have it because we turn that into dollars to help support what we do. Dean Gartland, the president and CEO of City Mission, 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530 online. City Mission's website is citymission.org. Dean, friend, I'll tell you, uh, I think of you often. I pray for you and the work that City Mission does because I can't imagine when you lay your head down in that pillow at night, how you get any rest. It must be hard to turn that off because God's call is on you clearly with a thousand and one different situations you find yourself in. So I do, I I pray for you and Sue and your wife and all your staff. Uh, God bless you. The work you do is just absolutely incredible. I'm always humbled and I go away encouraged and heartened knowing that there are good men and women who are willing to sacrifice their goodness for those who are in great need. So thank you as always. It's a great pleasure that you're with us, Dean. Oh, John, thank you so very much. Your prayers are greatly appreciated. Dean Gartland, the president, the CEO of City Mission, as I said, online, citymission.org. This has been Bisberg. Thank you so much for being with us. God willing, we'll see you next time.